What's up, everybody, and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Welcome back, everybody, to B2B Made Simple. Uh, another great week to have all of you here to listen. And uh, with me today, I have one of my favorite guests. This is a good friend of mine, Jesus McDonald. And Jesus is the founder and CEO of JRM web marketing and that's a website design company in san jose california um, and they specialize in wordpress website development and maintenance for companies in silicon valley and across the united states um, a few things about them so jrm web marketing designs are clean simple modern responsive and dynamic to fit the screens of all smart devices which that's pretty important um, their customers benefit greatly with the improved lead conversions the user experience and local online presence they are passionate about creating websites to fit any type of business. And Jesus, he's been fortunate enough to work with all kinds of businesses and individuals. He actually had 14 years of experience in the marketing industry. So he understands what marketing professionals, that is a long time. I saw the face he made, 14 years. And uh, he understands what marketing professionals like you uh, need to do without wasting their time or money. So Jesus, quite the introduction. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I love your radio talk host voice. My radio. So I actually, believe it or not, I don't know if we've talked about this. I used to do professional broadcasting and it's, I've gotten really rusty, but I used to do it for like a news station. No, you never told me that. That's interesting. Well, now you know. <laughs> and everybody else. Now knows. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, now I'm I've been loving, like a, I've been loving your intro, by the way. I've been listening to your podcast. You like that? Cool. Yeah. It's yeah. rocking compared to the old one. I think I just like. Full transparency. Sometimes I'll just sit on my computer and press play and listen to it on repeat because I think it sounds pretty cool. So <laughs> hopefully everyone thinks the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to get your advice maybe later uh, on where you got your intro. Maybe we could talk about it now or offline. But my intro like... for anybody listening. Um, as for the music, mm -hmm. for the music, I, I forget where it was. My my brother has a, a stock account somewhere. And I just, he's like, Hey, use this if you want, you know, some music. So I went through, I don't remember the name of it. Um, it's like one of the bigger ones, but I'll shoot it gotcha. to you afterwards. But yeah, it's yeah. just stock music, but awesome. Um, we need to update our background music. Cool. Well, I have to, I'd be curious to know what everyone else thinks about it. If you like the new intro to the show, um, shoot me a DM on LinkedIn and say, Hey, that was, I like it too. Um, I'm not requiring everyone to sit there and listen to it on repeat. Like I do. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's not even that good, but <laughs> anyway, um, obviously you're a website guy. We're going to talk about websites today. And just to kind of preface this, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily that we're sitting here trying to sell um, people on a website. I mean, if you want a website, go to Jesus. I mean, they'll treat you really well, for sure. Um, but I think the shift that we want to make for people, or for marketers in particular, is if you have been handling your website in-house, for example, and you're thinking about making the switch to an agency or outsourcing the work, there's some things you need to know about the industry. Um, 
a lot of times, you know, marketers do outsource the work. They find mm -hmm. a team to do it so they can get it off their plate. And there's some things that they don't understand about maintenance, about updates, and about the website design industry as a whole. So hopefully this will provide some value and some clarity in that direction. So um, to kick us off, Jesus, why do you think companies update their website every few years um, instead of making it a priority? Yeah, so before jumping into that, um, totally 100% with you, definitely not here to sell you on a website. Um, and if you are interested by the end of this episode, uh, I would highly encourage you to do a lot of research. Um, if you want to do business with me, look at other competitors as well too, um, and have options on the table on what you want to do and write down all your questions that you have. Uh, don't just go straight to me, uh, just FYI. This is more, like Sam said, more educational, hot topics that are around website design and development. Um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there, Sam. About, sorry, I didn't know if you were going to add anything, were you? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. I think, so I think a lot of people um, that only do it a few years, they probably aren't educated. And what I mean by that is understanding the importance, the value of a website redesign. And they're not sure how often it needs to be updated. Definitely a lot of entrepreneurs um, don't understand this um, because they have strengths in other areas of the business, right? Maybe marketing is not their strength. Um, even marketing professionals, they might understand that it is important, but they don't know how often it is um, for you know the company. So I think those are the main reasons why, in my opinion. How often would you say for the B2B industry in particular, um, B2B tech companies, uh, FinTech, MarTech, whatever it is, how often would you say that they should update and do a full redesign on a website? Um, what's been your experience with that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. So my experience is there's a lot of people that see the website being like a fixed asset that you only update like every few years. And what I mean by every few years, I mean five to 10 years or when something bad happens to your website, like it's down, we've done so many band-aid approaches, like <laughs> let's pull in Jesus or let's pull in somebody else. Like, but then you're paying an arm and a leg for it because you let mm -hmm. it get so bad. Right. Um, so I think personally, how often should you update your business website? And this goes for entrepreneurs and marketing professionals, which is your audience, um, Sam, more marketing professionals than anything. But I recommend a website update, meaning a website redesign uh, every one to four years. I know to some it's like, duh. To a lot of people, it's like mind blowing. Like what? Like, <laughs> yep. You should start saving, allocating some money to website design development. Um, many businesses here in Silicon Valley are redesigning their websites every two to three years uh, just to keep their branding updated and their audience engaged, which is big nowadays. And then most people do a lot of research on a business. As you know, we can go to Amazon and we look at products, we look at reviews. What do people say? 
What does that five-star review? What does that four-star review say? A lot of people do research before they commit, right? So you have people doing a lot of research on a business before choosing a product or service. And in my opinion, the website is part of that research. And so it becomes an essential part of the decision-making process, right? The marketing, the sales process, um, top of the funnel type stuff, right? Now, totally get that some businesses can't afford a redesign right now with how difficult it is with all this COVID-19 thing, right? But there are other businesses. Um, so the businesses that can't hold on to it right now, they're probably fearful of the future, the uncertainty. So they're holding on to their cash, right? And that's all due to the uncertainty that's going on right now in the world. But there's businesses that have the budget. So if you have the budget for a redesign, I highly recommend you redesign your website today to stay relevant, to increase traffic, and to improve sales. Definitely seize the moment. But there's greater opportunity in the market right now. Not a lot of people are doing redesigns or are transforming their digital presence uh, and that's keeping them way behind than they think. The people that are transforming their digital presence are going online and enhancing processes. They're the ones that are ahead of the competition. They're the ones that their customers are and prospective customers are enjoying the journey and technology changes so much. I mean, you know this, Sam, like what daily? So real fast. <laughs> yeah. So you can be three months in and it's like, man, I'm behind on technology. <laughs> Seriously. Some people argue it changes every hour. Yeah. So yeah. And there's a lot of, it's like social media platform. There's like new ones coming out, you know? So that's why I think, and my opinion is, and especially here in Silicon Valley, it's every one to four years, definitely uh, do a website redesign and start allocating in your marketing budget um, for that. Because right now, a lot of marketers and marketing departments don't have that money to allocate to that because they're putting it into something else, right? But consider and weigh your options. So if I did a website redesign, what value do we get from that? Mm -hmm. It might be better than paying for all these ads or paying for video or paying for all these other things that we're doing, which I'm not saying video isn't important, but you just have to really weigh your options and see what is the top priority. Where do we want to improve our online presence? How can we do that? Right. There was some, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, because one, a range of one to four years is a pretty broad spectrum. And I was thinking, what, what's the difference between a company that is at that one-year mark and a company that's at that four-year mark? And the more I thought about it, an argument that I have heard is that why would we need you know, yeah. the website to be fresh if we're attracting prospects? Because a prospect, they come to your website once, a lot of times they'll buy from you, and then that's it. They don't really go to the website often. But in the B2B tech space, some websites 
the users actually have to go there on a daily basis to use the software. Um, mm. So if true. you're not, and you know, maybe they're using um, a different portion of the website, but sometimes they really have to go log in. And if you're not keeping it fresh, I think that's where the line is, where you, there are people going to your website over and over and over again. And mm -hmm. it's not just prospects for the first time. So if that's your company, maybe that's a good time to really evaluate how often, and maybe that's closer to the one-year mark instead of the four-year. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And you can really tell by user experience, the ones that have been updated and the ones that are still a little dated. And I'm not talking about just copyrights. That's easy to just update the copyrights. <laughs> but there is some B2B um, computer software tech companies, right? And they are, they still have like image sliders. And I'm not saying image sliders are bad, but they have a lot more than you need for the image sliders on their homepage. And the thing is, they don't understand that, wait, the more images I add on this slider, it actually slows down my website. Mm. So wait, how does that affect the user and the experience? Because what if that user doesn't have a good internet connection or a bad cell phone connection, right? Which means that means on their end, it's already slow. But then when they get to your end, which is the website, it's trash. It's crappy. It's loading forever. You. They'll blame you, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the easiest thing to do is blame. <laughs> yeah. Very true. A common problem we see in the B2B industry is companies maxing out their marketing teams because they attempt to handle their website in-house. We see this all the time. From redesigns to regular maintenance, we know it's easy for your team to drown in the amount of work it takes to keep a website updated, secure, and current with the times. And let's face it, working on a website isn't that fun. The worst part, hiring a full-time developer to handle that workload can cost over $100,000 a year. Here at OneClick Agency, we build websites for B2B companies for just a fraction of that cost. Whether your website is five pages or 355 pages, our US-based team of designers and developers can handle your website project with ease. If your team is totally capped and needs help with website maintenance or even a full redesign, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote today. Visit OneClickAgency.com so your marketing team can get back to doing what they love. OneClickAgency.com. So when it comes to websites, we obviously have rebuilds. Um, mm -hmm. We tackled that. Then there's also website maintenance plans. And this is going to yes. be a term that's thrown around pretty frequently if you're looking to outsource um, your work. So what is the importance of you know, a maintenance plan? And what is the difference of that between a redesign? Um, can you dive into that? Yeah. So if there's anything that I would say to prioritize over a website redesign would be website maintenance. Uh, this is something to seriously consider if you don't have someone that's constantly updating the front end and the back end of your website. Uh, and this doesn't mean like, oh yeah, we have a body that's updating the images here and there. The back end is super crucial um, for any business. And it doesn't matter like if it's like, oh, okay, well, it's just there for informational. You know, we don't really do a lot of pay, uh, changes on the front end. Um, this is also for you too, because the back end still needs to be up to date. Uh, let me give you an analogy. 
Sam, which I think would help the audience. And I give this analogy to a lot of our leads and, and customers. Um, it's a car analogy, right? And the engine of the car is the website. It makes the whole thing run, right? And all the other marketing efforts, you know, social media marketing, PPC, SEO, content marketing, PR, uh, blogs, uh, landing pages, um, what other marketing is out there, right? Print, media, videos, right? All of that links back to the website, right? So if I see a LinkedIn post um, that Sam posted and it talks about website design development, I like it. I'm going to go to Sam's profile page. I'm interested to learning more, right? What is one-click agency? I'm going to click into that and I'm going to go to your website, right? I'm going to look at your online work samples. Maybe I'll look at some client testimonials. That's a lot of clicks deep into it, right? And I know that I'm not alone. That That's not the way I'm not. This Jesus McDonald's doesn't think that way and behave that way. So humans think that way and behave that way, right? So they're going to go um, to your website. So why not take care of the engine if it's making the whole marketing department run, mm-hmm. right? And trust me, I have industry partners and one is a social media marketer. And when I refer her business, if if the client's website is not updated, they don't even take the client. You know what they end up doing, Sam? They end up sending them back to me <laughs> and tell them, make sure you update your website with ASUS before we start any social media marketing campaigns because the quality needs to be consistent. We're going to be pushing people to your website and you need people to call, you need people to convert. Like you're throwing, we're throwing, we're using up a lot of time to create, to create quality content for you and your business for the marketing department. But then when people go to your website, they're going to drop like flies. And that happens so many times, right? So imagine the car analogy. Imagine if you go two years, I know it's COVID-19 right now. No one's really driving. (laughs) and Everyone's (laughs) getting like sweet deals on their insurance, right? But Imagine if we didn't have COVID-19, people would be driving. Imagine going like a year, two years, let's say four years, right? Because we talked about one to four years with a redesign. You go four years without website maintenance, right? You best believe you're going to have the lights on the dashboard blinking, maybe even (laughs) flickering (laughs) because it's been that long, right? You might have problems with your engine. Maybe it starts affecting the transmission. Maybe it starts affecting other areas, right? And you can't just do Band-Aid approaches. You got to go get an oil change, Mm -hmm. right? You got to take care of it. You got to do tune-up. You got to do all this stuff, right? So to me, the engine of the vehicle is valuable and the most important when it comes to marketing and sales. So that's the analogy. And I've also seen it all. I have, I've seen like really bad hacks, like hackers, um, hacking websites. And I've seen, um, things that work very, very well. 
daily updates, right? People are probably thinking, oh, well, all changes like, you know, every three months, right? So maybe this doesn't go in line with the car analogy that I just said, but we do backups, daily backups. We also do website maintenance on the back end daily to weekly. Um, it's that consistent to make sure it's kept up to date and running properly. And when I said I've seen it all, like the biggest mistake, in my opinion, is just not having website maintenance. Like that's just the biggest mistake. We had a client that was with us, uh, tech industry, and probably was with us for like two years, right? And the entrepreneur, CEO, whatever you want to call him, uh, very tech savvy, had an IT background, um, knew enough about websites to, you know, could write his own code, put it that way, right? And, which is rare. And he said, hey, Asus, um, I got it from here, right? Um, we don't have a lot of traffic coming to our websites. Um, we don't have a lot of people converting. Um, we're not getting a lot of website um, traffic and, and all these other things. And I asked him, well, are you doing any marketing efforts? And he's like, no. I was like, okay, I think that might be the issue, not <laughs> our backend maintenance plan. Yeah. And he's like, but he was trying to like cut costs, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like on our basic plan. And so to me, it made me think, okay, maybe he's really hurting financially. Maybe I should ask more questions, right? Which I did. And one of the things that happened was, and we still have a great relationship. We stay in contact um, with each other when he's in town, maybe again, I understand it's COVID, but when usually when he's in town, we'll get like a bite to eat. Right. And he's actually um, on the East coast where you're at, Sam. And he ended up saying, Hey, we no longer need your services and things like that. And I was like, great. And I told him and not to create fear, but you know, he's a great client of ours and we built a great working relationship, right. To where I consider him a friend of mine. Right. Yeah. And I said, Hey, not to create fear and to be like, Hey, you have to be my customer in order um, for your website, not to get hacked, but please, please, please find someone even on Upwork somewhere like dirt cheap, but they know what the heck they're doing to just keep your website up to date, like on a daily and weekly basis. And he said, I'm going to actually be doing that. I was like, okay. I was like, look, I know you got a lot on your plate, but it's very, very important. I can't stress this out enough. He said, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, I got this. I totally understand this and that. And he did understand, right? So three months later, he no longer has a web, you know, the maintenance plan with us. So after we end the contract with website maintenance and he was only on website maintenance. So that's another thing. You don't need a redesign with website maintenance. You could do it with website, uh, website maintenance with a website redesign. I highly encourage you to do that if you don't have website maintenance already um, in place, but you can do a website maintenance plan without the redesign, depending on your budget. And you can do small little changes, which I believe Sam, you posted about this on LinkedIn. You yeah. can do small little changes that can make a huge impact uh, on the user experience. If it's not in your budget. Yeah, that's a great point to bring up. Great yeah, point. totally. So going back to my friend, my, my old client in, so three months later without website maintenance from us and 
he gives me a call, right? Sam, he gives me a call. He said, Jesus, there's something wrong with my website. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, my screen is red. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you got hacked. And he's, and he sent me over an email and then even my, even Gmail was um, already flagging it as spam. Right. I was like, I'm not going to open anything. This guy sends me. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, he's like, I understand. I was like, let's jump on a zoom or a phone call and let's figure it out. And I said, Hey, do you have any backups? He said, let me check with my hosting provider. And because we were hosting it at, at the time and we would have had a backup and we would have brought it restored to the site. Right. He said, my hosting provider is not doing backups, which FYI guys, as a pointer, make sure your hosting provider does backups. Uh, <laughs> the more frequent, the better daily backups. Yeah. So crucial cost more good pay for it. It's worth <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And he said, I don't have a backup. I'm like, all right, well, let me check to see if I have a backup. I checked and we didn't because it's been so long. Mm -hmm. I reached out to the hosting provider that we had him on and they were like, we can't go that far back either. And I was like, dang, he had to start his whole website from scratch again. Mm. And he, I don't know if he hired someone. I just knew he couldn't afford us because, you know, he was tight financially, but that is a real situation and how that could happen to anyone, right? Mm -hmm. um, because they don't understand the value. And this guy was very tech savvy, right? The way he got hacked was a plugin was not up to date. He left it for like a week. And nowadays hackers, they're smart. They have automated systems that just go out and start poking on different websites while they're sleeping. They look for the yeah. vulnerabilities. What are vulnerabilities? A dated theme, a dated plugin. I mean, you name it. SSL certificate, right? Like it can be anything. So it was just that small window of opportunity for the hacker that they needed. And again, the software is automated so they can do that. So he had to start it from scratch. And that's why it's important very, very important because you could be a target and this is not to create fear, but it's real and it keeps growing more and more and more because everyone's going digital, right? Yeah. I mean, every black Friday you hear about a hack and I've get customers as soon as just promised me that our sites can't get hacked. I don't think anyone can promise you that, Yeah, but you but can at have, least you have the foundation there to restore it if the time yes. comes. And unfortunately he didn't. <laughs> and some hackers, um, depend on their expertise, like you can put certain security layers in place, which is all in our website maintenance plans. Um, so it makes it harder and they can't get past the first, second, third or fourth or fifth tier because we have certain things in place, right? So I think that's why it's very valuable to take care of the engine, which goes back to the website, right? You gotta make sure and it's not the same as like, yeah, let's do a yearly review and see if we need you know, website maintenance. No, 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 no. The yearly review is not to look at everything that, that you did a Band-Aid approach on mm -hmm. and that just has collected over time. Because here's the thing, I've seen it multiple times. The website maintenance is worth it than fixing problems on a yearly basis and calling people when an emergency happens with the website those emergencies 
are going to cost you an arm and a leg and would, I, I bet money on it, could even cost you more money than what you paid all year for your website maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's true. I believe it. Yeah. So um, anyways, I'm rambling too much. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, it's super important. I think a lot of times you people might think, oh, well, you're just trying to scare me. But I love that you gave the analogy like, look, not trying to scare you, but this can happen. Um, and it's important to dot your I's and cross your T's. So I want to move on to um, senior management. So let's say we need we need a build. We've identified that or a rebuild. We need um, to outsource our maintenance because we're realizing maybe we're not doing everything that we should in the back end. And it's a pretty big undertaking financially to, to do all this work and outsource it. So how do we um, bring that up to senior management if they're not tech savvy or they don't understand and they might say, what are you talking about? We designed our website. We had a new one built two or three years ago. You're kidding me? We need another one already. How do we present something like this to the CMO, the CEO? Um, you know, I don't know how these companies are structured. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But the person above them, how would, how would they go about that? So usually the CMO has some knowledge and values marketing or else mm-hmm. that would be a concern <laughs> on why you're in that role. Uh, usually the CEO is, you know, the decision maker and has the final say. Um, and sometimes that's the CMO too, depends on the relationship and yeah, the infrastructure of the business. What I have found is that CEOs really like to see a forecasted ROI. And a lot of marketers are rolling their eyes right now, right? I'm not in sales. Yep. (laughs) You're right. But you can also learn from the CEO and learn on what's important for the company, right? Because he's like quarterbacking everything. So you can learn from the quarterback, right? What does he see? Because he's 10,000 feet above and seeing everything. He sees the needs, sees the areas of opportunity. You're only one department in the marketing department. So you're one piece of the pie. So what you have to do, this is my advice. When you talk about upper level management, I think about CEO. So if you're going to talk to the CEO, think about, have a game plan for one, and then have a conversation with them. You can easily send an email to your CEO and say, hey, would like to, you know, grab some time um, on your schedule. Could be a break, could be like a walk around the office. Again, I understand it's COVID stuff. This is what I used to do. (laughs) Uh, I would take the CEO out to lunch. It's funny because, you know, I had a great relationship with a lot of the CEOs and this particular CEO um, became more of a big brother to me, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, if you're paying, I was like, well, I'm going to expense it out. So I got you all day, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we built that relationship and it was built on trust. And I shared my ideas. He shared his ideas. He shared his concerns. I shared my concerns. But I always had a game plan. Always have a game plan to, to bring up, to propose and to get his thoughts, his feedback, right? Um, because one, they feel respected by that, but then they're, you're also like, you're being known. They're like, oh, I know Jesus McDonald a little bit more on a personality um, side. I also know Jesus McDonald's vision, goals, 
milestones, um, ideas when it comes to the marketing and where he wants to take the company, right? So I think creating that culture, that relationship with the CEO is very crucial to even bounce off ideas from him or her. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really important. And then you forecast ROI. I mean, yes, I'm a digital marketing expert. At the same time, I'm, not, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, I run a WordPress website development company, right? I would love to see someone give me, here you go. Here is a 2021 um, plan on a quarterly basis. This is our marketing strategy, what we're going to do. This is our forecasted ROI. It's an assumption, but it gives you numbers to work with, right? Mm -hmm. We're aiming for those numbers. If you're not aiming for a number, um, what are you aiming for then? <laughs> like, think about that for a minute. What are you aiming for? If you don't have like some type of game plan that has numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not talking about how many downloads you get on your podcast. That is not the number that the CEO is going to want to see just FYI. <laughs> and do it on a, on a quarterly basis because the company is running on a quarterly basis with sales. So just align yourself with that. Talk to the salespeople. Who are the top? two people in sales right now that are killing it for the company. What are they doing? How are they getting their leads, right? Mm -hmm. If marketing is providing them leads, how are they going through the funnel? Like, and how do they get them to close? How long is the cycle? Like get familiar with it. What I see a lot of marketers do is they're really fearful of talking to the CEO, right? And they're insecure about talking to someone that's maybe not in their department. Maybe they have a bad experience with their CEO and their CEO just shuts down everything because he's stressful or, or her or she's stressful, right? So you have to, not trying to be mean, but I'm trying to be real at the same time. You have to one, identify those fears and insecurities and then deal with them internally and then get over yourself. So you can consider the CEO and other people in your department and what's best for the business. Because what I see is a lot of marketers get consumed with themselves and it's selfish. It's really, I don't know what, how other way to say it is selfish. You're just yeah. consumed with yourself. Yeah. And then guess what selfish people don't do? Can you take a guess, Sam? <laughs> they don't think about the views of others, I guess would probably be a good one or like the concerns of others would be what I would think. Yeah, for sure. They don't consider others because uh, they're more consumed with themselves. There's different types of people. People that are selfish will take action with mm -hmm. selfish motives. What I see a lot of with marketers is their selfish leads to no action. So you're really going to go every quarter with no action on reaching out to the CEO on creating a forecast game plan on talking to other people about it. Are you really insecure about your job and your job security? Like a lot of people, you, you'd be surprised their fear leads them to selfishness and their selfishness leads to no action. And that hurts a company. Yeah. If I'm the CEO, I address that ASAP because that's not a culture that I want. And I don't want you spreading that culture in the department. So maybe I'm getting a little bit deep here, but I'm just sharing from my experience of what I've seen. Yeah. I think it all points back to, you know, the foundation that you have. Um, 
and it's really an inward thing. So I think that's really important for people to know when it comes to approaching uh, senior or upper management um, and not necessarily always on a website. You know, there, there are projects right. that you might have that you want to bring up, but you're like, oh, what are they going to think? Or how are they going to respond? And you just kind of have to brush that aside and, and know that you're going to hopefully offer some value to them and they can take it or leave it. So I think that's great that you covered that. Um, so we're running out of time here. Can you close us out, Jesus, um, and let us know where we can find, um, you know, where we can find one, JRM marketing, and two, where we can find you. You're pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, close us out with that information. Yes, yeah, so our company website is JRM, as in Mary, webmarketing.com. And then you can find my LinkedIn profile. I am pretty active. I try to post throughout the weekdays. Uh, Jesus McDonald. I, I think you can just search that if you go on LinkedIn. Um, I don't know what my URL is. Maybe it's Jesus-McDonald, M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. Um, but that's the best way to get in contact with me. Awesome. Jesus, this was really good. Um, as a website guy, I second everything you've been saying today. So um, I think nice. it's gonna be great for anybody that is, that was my Siri going off. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I think this is for anybody that uh, really needs a website rebuild. Maybe they're thinking about outsourcing some work. Um, I think that it was good to kind of associate uh, themselves and kind of get some, you know, some lingo that is used in the industry and kind of understand it. It's a lot simpler than people might think. So. Hey, right. Seuss, again, thanks so much for joining me, man. This is great. Same here, man. I'm passionate about this stuff, so I can talk about it all day, especially marketing. That's my, that's my go-to. That's my butter. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, you make it a great day. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.